1: I remember always knowing that a moment would come, which would mean everything. It was always at a distance, and I believed that there was going to be an outcome of some sort. Upon my own journey, I discovered that I wasn't actually the on a journey. I was actually THE journey. And the ability for me to experience myself was the why of me being here. It was my sole purpose, the reason for every event and happening in my life. And then all of a sudden, my life became all about healing. I was determined, by golly, to heal. I was going to find every crevice and crack of my unhealed self, every dysfunction, misalignment, pattern, behavior, belief. I wanted to be completely conscious, wide awake, probably just like you. I don't know about you, but I found a lot of shift. And then 2012 hit. Wow, talk about Space Mountain. Well, that's what it felt like, except Everything in my deep inner pockets was falling out as the loop-de-loops came. Of course, this was all course correction, helping the small bits that were left behind, you could call them the spare change, that was lodged and needed to be released. There's a reason you have been through so much this year. The energy of 2012 was calibrating you to release and release and release. So you would be at the best possible place to have what you want, Whether or not you were able to fully let go, or you just thought about it, I want you to take complete advantage of the energy of this time. We are in a special period in planetary history where the energy is so heightened, multiple gateways are opening wider and veils can be consciously lifted. It's time when that thing we call karma does not have to be, but it does require you and it does require your conscious participation and I am so thrilled, so honored, and so humbled to be a part of a magnificent event, a free global event being held just for you. It's for your birthing, for your celebration. In an unprecedented world meditation and planetary transmission, woven within the highest vibration possible on this planet, we will unite as one soul of love and light amplifying the greatest ascension ever made by a planet. There are six leaders in consciousness, and they will create a living field of powerful, loving energy through cosmic wisdom, meditations, activations, transmissions, and sound. I'm so humbled to be a part of this. Today and on 12 I get to share space with four of those beings today, holding and creating the space for you, and those four amazing beings that I have as my guests on tonight's show are Maureen Moss, a four-time award-winning author and president of the World Puja Network, Neil Donald Walsh, the author of seven New York Times bestsellers in the Conversation with God series, Rika Zimmerman, an international consciousness speaker, and Barry Goldstein, an international sound healer and Grammy award winner. And I would like to welcome all of them to 1111 Talk Radio. As we get started, I'd like to welcome you Maureen and have you just really share the vision of what the 121212 World Puja event is all about because you have birthed this and you have brought us together and you are creating something magnificent that the whole planet can be a part of on that day, energetically, through sound, through their spirit and their soul, and in their humanness. Talk about what that vision is and what it really means to you.
2: Well, thank you for inviting me, Simran. uh, As always, it's a pleasure to share space with you. The the vision uh, for this 12-12-12 event actually came in a meditation because on the World Puja Network we have been Um, very accustomed on the first day of the new year to having live global events and planetary transmissions where we gather people by the thousands from across the world to share as, as one chalice of love in a field of unified consciousness and to intentionally act as one singular loving and purposeful influence so that we can expand the energies moving forward. And so in a meditation, I was given that this, this year at this most auspicious time, right, on our planet, that the World Puja Network was to present this incredible gathering, this single focused, purposeful, intentionally singular loving chalice of love so that we as a collective could experience the truth of ourselves, our authentic nature, to hold these transfiguring codes of love and light that will pour down from the cosmic heavens, from the divine into our bodies and into the body of Mother Earth, and that we, as as the six of us hosting this together, would be able to help balance and stabilize and upgrade and amplify the frequencies coming forth and that on this day of 12-12-12, it was almost an imperative, a moral imperative, it felt at, at one point, to to have this global gathering in a manner in which we are. And on a personal note, when that, that directive came through me, if you will, I, I just sat to be with it for a while, Simran, and what I thought about was, You know, we know there are so many incredible events going on throughout the world on the 12-12-12. And I also know that through the teachings of my classes and emails given to me and and sent to me through World Puja that a lot of people asked me, but Maureen, what if I don't have anywhere to go? What do you suggest that I do? And so perhaps even greater than the call that I had initially was my heart really felt everyone's heart. And I thought, oh, my goodness, more than anything, to create a space for everyone to feel included, to, for everyone to feel held, for everyone to feel that they were also being amplified and, and held and stabilized in a frequency field long enough and by wonderful people for real change to occur so that nobody, nobody would feel left out. That was, that was, and is the impetus behind the 121212 12, 12 gathering.
1: And it is so much about the collective, it's so much about coming together and that heart that you speak of. Neil, I'd love for you to speak to a statement that I have. I know that in this final month of 2012, we have three very powerful dates, 12-12-12, 12-21-12, and 12-30-12. In my own studies of numerology and the significance of 11, each of those dates actually is an 11, a master number, and is a gateway. And it seems to me that these are also pointing to the problems that have existed individually and collectively, and that we have tried to solve them in a multitude of ways but everything initially has a spiritual cause, and that has been the missing piece. Can you talk about why that is so necessary and what we as human beings are really here to do at this time?
3: Yes, well, thank you. Yes, um, the, the challenge that we have had in the past is that we have been trying to solve humanity's problems at every level except the level at which those problems exist. We've been trying to solve our problems as if they were political problems, so we pass laws and create legislation and resolutions and so on and so forth. Uh, but nothing really changes fundamentally, at least not in the long term. And then we say, well, okay, it's not a political problem. It must be a, it must be. A, it's an economic problem. So we use money to solve the problem. We'll either throw money at it or we will withhold money from it in the form of sanctions and so forth. One way or another, we will manipulate the economic condition to produce a solution to the world's problems. And then when we see that that isn't working and the problem still won't go go away, we say, ah, okay, well, it's it's, it's not a political problem. It's not an economic problem. It must be a military problem. So we throw bullets at it and drop bombs on it. And then after we do that and, and, and enough people perish as a result of that approach, we all start feeling guilty on both sides of the question. Everyone starts feeling pretty bad about that after a while. And we say, okay, okay, let's, let's return to the bargaining table. Let's go back to the negotiating table. We can negotiate, you know, we can have a negotiated peace and we get back to the politics of it. We try to, we try to create a political solution. And then that doesn't work, and then we try to create an economic solution, and that doesn't work. And we go back to the military solution, and if you notice something familiar here, this is the circle around which we have been running for several, hear this now, thousand years. That is, for several thousand years, we've been trying to solve our problems with that three-point diagram going from politics to economics to to military might to politics to economics to... The problem is not a political problem. We are correct in that assessment. It's not an economic problem. We are correct in that assessment. And it's not a military problem, of course. We are correct in that assessment, which is why none of those solutions work. The problem is a spiritual problem. The problems facing humanity have been spiritual problems. That is, they have to do with fundamentally what we believe, our most sacred beliefs about life, about who we are, about our relationship to all of it, including our relationship to, if you please, that aspect of it that some of us call God, Allah, Brahman, Yahweh, Jehovah, or by whatever other name it pleases us to refer to that ineffable essence that we call the divine. Now, when we decide to elevate our approach to the problems of humanity to the spiritual level, we will tap into, suddenly, all at once, the miracle of spirituality itself, the power of spirituality, the power of belief, and the healing energy that is behind that power. That is the purpose of events such as the 12-12-12 event that the World Puja Network has created. It's about gathering and focusing energy, spiritual energy. And hopefully it's just the first step toward a worldwide, really a global movement that will produce not just gatherings of energy and focusings of energy, but in fact, on-the-ground outcomes and activities that will produce solution-oriented gatherings of people everywhere, allowing us to take that energy from a spiritual place and put it on the ground in the form of what I'm going to call spiritual activism, to produce on-the-ground outcomes that are likewise spiritually oriented and oriented around a single spiritual idea i want to close what i was starting to say here i don't want to talk for forever but if i could just make one last point and that is that the 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 spiritual problem i'm talking about that is the issue at hand the spiritual issue at hand is how we believe ourselves to be how we see ourselves how we hold ourselves as sentient beings in a cosmic community and if we hold ourselves as beings that are separate from each other, separate in some interesting way from life itself, standing by and watching life happen to us rather than through us, and separate from the source of all of life that in my cosmology I call God, if we come from a cosmology of separation, which is where most people come from, <clears throat> excuse me, even people who declare themselves to be highly spiritual, often come from a cosmology of separation. And that's the fundamental error in the way we hold our ground of being. If we shift to a ground of being that allows us to see all of us as one, not just one with each other, which would be a miracle in itself, but one with all of life in every one of its forms, that is, one with Gaia, one with the Earth, one with, if you please, the universe, and dare I say it, dare I say it, dare I even suggest one with God, that we are in fact an individuation of the divine, a singularization of the singularity, if we imagine that that would be true and begin to redesign our politics, our economics, our ecologies, our educational programs, and our spirituality along that model of singularity and oneness, within one generation and conceivably less, all of the problems of humanity would begin to dissolve and go away. Because when you think about it, you see very clearly that those problems are created and foundationed in a single erroneous thought. The thought that there is something other than us.
1: Thank you, Neil. That really brings to perspective the importance not only of the date, but the importance of who we appear as. And I feel like that twelve 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 is a beginning, a birthing But that there's something else that we are supposed to do after that. Rika, I would love for you to talk about, you know, where we go from there because I think there's a real misconception for people that 12-12-12 is going to happen and the world's going to be different. 12-21 is going to happen and the world's going to be different. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the world itself will stop having the problems that we're in because we still got to work through those but that it's us, it's the people that have to shift and then carry that 12-12-12 forward. Talk a little bit about how you feel that the individual needs to play a role in this.
4: Well, I think it's time for each of us to begin looking inward, looking at the judgments that we have of ourselves, the perspectives that we've actually taken on that are keeping us feeling separate from the world around us. And I love Neil's comment around this isn't a problem of military or economics. This is actually ourselves not embodying who we actually came here to be. And what science tells us is that we're all actually interconnected. The whole idea that we're separate in the very first place is not even real. So we're waking up from the dream into what has always been real. And that is that we are all completely interconnected. There has never been an ounce of separation. So what if separation was one of the biggest lies that we have ever been sold? And in the ending of that separate selfness that keeps us acting against God, acting against this beautiful energy that we all are, what if in that, that literally transforms all government? all economy, all of the wars and violence. Because if you were your brother, how could you pick up a gun and shoot your own brother, another aspect of you, for you to love and adore? So as we heal these wounds inside of us in 2012 and let go, shed those layers of pain and hurt and everything that we've taken on, From the bad training of this reality, what if we could embody these beings that literally transform everyone else's systems just by being ourselves? You know, they say that um, no one could run the four-minute mile until one person did, and now the doors are flying open. So what if for each of you, you are those doors, you are that inspiration, you shifting your own system into allowing yourself to be this infinite energy, to let go of those fixed judgments and perspectives, and to embody the sweetness and gentleness and kindness of your loving heart? What if in that you become the four-minute miler? And the gift that you are to this world, to this planet, and to this universe is beyond comprehension. And is it time for us to truly have and be who we all really are?
1: And that's so powerful because I think in the past for so many people, those words separation and oneness have been concepts. They've just been words. They may have even floated through the mind, they may not have anchored in the body. And, Barry, what I love about your piece of this 12-12-12 global event that World Puja Network is putting on is that you're bringing in an element that really brings people to oneness. There is nothing greater than music that can get all of the people on the same page. But what else is this music doing as part of this event? Um, besides the big piece of bringing people together in that one spot where we do connect?
5: Well, I think um, Neil had a a great point with that. We're focusing our spiritual energy when we come together in groups like this. And music has a way of allowing us to do that way past the mental. It really shifts us to the intelligence of our heart. And so music's role we're all talking about these new frequencies and these new harmonics that are coming in to assist us. And really, music is our language on this planet that is the carrier of these frequencies and harmonics. Within our musical system, you know, you can hear certain notes and certain resonances, and we can entrain to certain things. But there are also notes and frequencies beyond our hearing, that are going on within the shift. And in actuality, music can carry those notes. And I believe that part of what we're being called to do is to really translate a lot of the terminology that we use in our musical language into the physical, such as terms of harmony and resonance and in training, right, which are all musical terms. How does that apply in this shift in our physical lives of creating harmony with with each other where in places where we might not have been able to or viewed it as a limited belief system or resonating with someone as opposed to creating dissonance or really entraining with somebody else's heart to bring us to a place of oneness. And what this leads to, these musical terms now being utilized in our being and our physical in a new way is that ultimately we shed the illusion of who we think we are and tap back into that what we're really moving into harmony and resonance and what we're in training to is to God. And I think that music's role in this and sound and vibration is that we really kind of drop the limited belief systems and the consciousness that music is just art and entertainment. But really what I feel is tapping back into the powerful blueprint that was created within music, which is to connect us to higher states of being and allow us to move into this unified field with God from a combination where our mind and heart bridge together. And I think that's where we're moving into the power of what we're creating together.
1: And I think that that's what's going to be so beautiful about this amazing two-hour 12-12-12 event is we have become such a society that needs to define things and label things. And it's going to allow the transmissions and the meditations and the words that come through to finally then be translated to the body through sound because ultimately we are light, sound, and color. And that, sound that you're going to provide at the very end of this amazing event feels very much like it's going to integrate everything that has been experienced prior to that. Maureen, in preparing for this event, is there anything that the individual can do so that they really do step into that heart space and step into that place of vibration and energy that they want to be to fully take in all of the offerings of the amazing people that you have brought together to to really hold the space for this event?
2: I think most importantly, Simran, is that people allow themselves to once and for always bring themselves into a state of present moment awareness, to allow no distractions for this event, to allow themselves the opportunity to nurture themselves, for they will indeed be nurtured, to embrace and accept the, the many gifts that they will be receiving that day, not only from the places that they can't feel, smell, touch, or hear in a tangible way that they're used to, but from those of us physicalized, on the ground, in form, holding them in such a unique and loving and nurturing embrace. However, like it has happened for so long on this planet that we of our own accord do not take the time for ourselves. We think that if we go shopping or we go on a vacation or we, we go have a, a spa treatment that we're actually doing something for ourselves. That's the world external. For this day, on this day, allow yourselves to be fully present because what will be delivered will be delivered in in such a sacred portal, not to be repeated again. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-a-lifetime, once-in-26,000-year opportunity to be fully present, single-focused, coming into a state of complete surrender, letting nothing trespass on your divinity that day, allowing yourself to come into neutrality with anything and everything, that has gone on before the moment that they sit down ready, willing, and able to accept and receive the many blessings that will be coming this day and allowing themselves to stop thinking for that day, allow themselves to start practicing, each one start practicing what it is to feel into, who they really are, to meet themselves where they are at so they are being prepared to accept the authentic visions and versions for themselves that will be brought forth that day, to experience an opportunity of worlds upon worlds that are void of complexity. And as they prepare, as each one prepares themselves themselves, to go through these gateways of light, this portal that is, is showering the blessings and the gifts upon them and allowing, as I said, to take in the embrace from each and every one of us that they have put themselves in a, in a cocoon of love, wrapped themselves in a blanket of love and receivership because one of humanity's greatest schisms, has been that, that they have been unable to embrace themselves, to love themselves enough that they won't set up another circumstance to go against themselves, to put themselves first. It's just like when we, take, uh, we travel by airplane and the stewardess always says, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first and then you can take care of each other. I I would just ask everyone on that day, and in the days leading up to it, which are very few, to start practicing a lack of complexity. Start practicing neutrality. Allow yourself to start moving into what is going to be on that day zero point, where there is no resistance, where there is no moving into the mind to look for logic, for anything that is going on. And some may even say, well, I don't really have two hours to give to this. And I say, who says that to you? Who says that to you? Would it be the one that has lived through making up excuses for all the many, 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 many reasons you have been been able to so easily deny yourself, the treasures of yourself, the opportunities to really, really come together and feel into love? feel into oneness, feel into harmony, feel into alignment, resonance, and rapport with their divine new selves that they may never and most likely have never felt before. And to then, and I want to go back to what Neil said, you know, let this be the beginning. Let this be the beginning of this as a spiritual gathering turning into an actualized gathering. And that, they begin, each begins, to allow themselves an opportunity to unlearn on this day, on this 12-12-12, everything they have learned up until this point, because truthfully every one of us has been living a life and many lifetimes in reverse truth. And on this day, there will not be reverse truth. There will be a straight line to the truth of the gods that we all are and we will all be able to experience it if we will avail ourselves completely and fully united as one.
1: I invite you to register for this amazing free global event, this World Meditation and Planetary Transmission. You can register for free at worldpuja.org. The link is also listed on the 1111 Talk Radio page. And you can join with these amazing people. Maureen Moss, multi-published author, keynote motivational speaker, president of the International Radio Network. That is listened to in over 130 countries. Neil Donald Walsh, author of 28 amazing titles and the Conversation with God series. Barry Goldstein, whose musical experience has led him to working with the leading change agents and authors in television, film, and major history and also creating amazing healing effects in hospitals, hospices, and wellness centers all over the world in addition rika Zimmerman who is a global leader of consciousness the creator of adventure in oneness and an internationally acclaimed speaker and finally Celia Fenn, who is a channel for the Archangel Michael again you can go to worldpuja.org and get yourself registered we'll be right back with these amazing wisdom voices
0: Music The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine, order now at www.1111mag.com, 1111mag.com. In these changing times, the journey toward global consciousness has never been more important. Guy is the first online video library dedicated to support your journey toward global and personal discovery. Our viewers enjoy unlimited access to our vast selection of inspiring interviews, engaging films, and award-winning wellness videos, and we invite you to try it for free. Visit www.guymtv.com to start your free trial. The journey starts now. That's G-A-I-A-M-TV.com. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at one 866 472 5795 Again, one 866 472 5795 You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh.
1: Whatever you are feeling, intending, or thinking will recreate your soul template grid of life for 2013 beyond, specifically on 12-12-12 when there is an unprecedented world event being held by World Puja Network. You can find out more about this at worldpuja.org and I invite you also to make a donation. This is an opportunity to really set an intention forth to really display that you're willing to share in creating your own abundance by contributing to the collective and allowing that to flow forth into the chalice so as you go there it is a free event you're welcome to register but i invite you to take a moment and also place a donation as your consideration as your piece to saying here i am yes i am there are six amazing individuals that will be hosting this event and speaking and they are holding the safe container for you they are maureen moss The president of World Puja Network, published author, award-winning author, and keynote speaker. Neil Donald Walsh, who is the author of 28 Amazing Titles and the Conversation with God series. Barry Goldstein who has created amazing music in so many venues from television and film and major record labels to also places within hospitals and hospices and rika zimmerman a global leader in consciousness the creator of adventure in oneness and an internationally acclaimed speaker along with celia fenn who is the archangel michael channel and very humbly myself we are moving from a mayan calendar time to galactic calendar time influenced much by the movement in the universe and the planets That stuff of Avatar and Star Trek and Star Wars is really not as out there as you think. You need to really just go with it, whether you believe it or not, because we are one and oneness. There's a massive transformation happening for the Earth, and all of the energies, including us, it is aligning the earth is going through an amazing detox and transformation and what we individually do as inner work actually supports the earth as well our human grids are coming into greater alignment with our earth grid system but this requires conscious awareness to do so because we as human beings have shifted so far from our earth connection we lost the language and the incoming age the golden age is a reversal of that for those people consciously attuned to regaining their senses and connection to the greater energies that they are. My guests tonight have really allowed a wonderful preview into what is going to be taking place and I cannot stress enough how you really want to be there. If you are unable to actually listen at the specific time, do not worry. It is also going to be recorded and you will be sent the link. But it is something that you definitely don't want to miss. Again, you can go to worldpuja.org and get yourself registered. Neil There are steps that individuals should anchor into in the days even following the 12-12-12 and beyond when you talk about us becoming these sacred activists. Are there any thoughts on what a collective experience like this event does on an individual, a community, or a global scale, and how long the effects can possibly last within an individual so that they can effect change? Or is it something that they have to be even beyond that time, very conscious and personally responsible for?
3: Well, the answer is yes to both questions, as I experience it. In terms of the effect that, that it can have, I was intrigued by uh, some of the things that Barry said with regard to music uh, and its place in the human experience. Music, of course, as Barry was pointing out, is an energy. And the the, the wonder of music is, is that it is not... Some people think that music is soothing. That is, music, as Shakespeare wrote, music hath charms to soothe the savage breast. But the uh, fact of the matter is that even though it may soothe us, depending on the kind of music it is, it also wakes us up. What happens when when music is used, as it will be used, by the way, in this 12-12-12 event, what happens when music is introduced into the space is that it resonates and harmonizes with a vibratory frequency that exists in all of us. That's why all of us love music. There's not a single human being I've ever met who doesn't love music. Nobody walks out of the room when beautiful music is being played, and there's a reason for that. It just as no one walks away from a beautiful sunset for the exact same reason, and other aspects of human humanity's common experience as well. And, and what will happen with, uh, uh, with people when they hear that music that Barry will provide is also what will happen when they hear the music of the mind and the music of the soul, which they'll hear in the words of others who are joining in that 12-12-12 event. What happens is, see, I, I want to, to make this clear in answer to your question. I don't think that anyone is going to hear a whole lot that's totally, completely, utterly, and absolutely brand new from the people who will be on uh, that program that's sponsored by World Pu- Puja. I don't. I don't get that anyone's going to sit on the sit on the uh, on the uh, program and say, wow, I've never heard that before." There may be one or two, but I think that the percentage will be rather small. What will happen, however, is that we will have an opportunity to re-member, that is, become members once again of the single community that is the ultimate reality. That as we hear the marvelous words and the incredible motivational uh, 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 conversations and the wonderful meditations offered by people who will be on that program, we begin to say yes again. We begin to say yes, of course. Of course, yes, I know that. I know that. And I know that and how good it is to hear again. I'm I'm reminded of this particular experience. Not that long ago, about a month and a half ago, I received a, a phone call, a telephone call, out of the blue from someone I hadn't heard from in nearly 20 years. Just out of the blue, this person picked up the phone and called me. And I remember the first words out of my mouth when I heard that voice. I simply said, my God, how good to hear this. Hmm. How good to hear you. Now, that's when you ask a question, what's going to happen on a program like that? And what's the effect of it? The effect of it is we will hear words, thoughts, ideas, and music. We will hear a whole a whole galaxy, if you please, interesting word to use here, of data, information, and sounds. And we will have the experience, not that it's all brand new, never heard this before, quite to the contrary. We will have an experience that says to us, my God how good to hear this again I thought I was all alone out here and I'm not there are thousands hundreds of thousands millions of people thinking acting feeling behaving experiencing embracing the exact same truth my god how good to hear this and that's the effect that when the program is over, we walk away and we say, I truly am one. I really am not alone. Thank God for this program to remind me of what is really so.
1: I totally get what you're saying, because really all the knowledge that exists already exists within each one of us. This is about reawakening us to that knowledge, remembering, as you you put it. And with the sounds that come in, Barry, are those tones things that you have specifically chosen to resonate with us and the earth and this whole connection of heaven and earth that's happening? Because I would imagine that the soul does have a sound. The the places where we are wounded have sounds. The earth in its healing and release of toxicity is having a, a sound. Is that bringing all of that together for us so that we integrate all of those pieces that have come before you bring the sound part to us?
5: Well, I've set up an intention to let the music move through me for that particular day and what is needed by the combination of all of us speaking to fill in with that. And of course, as I said, there are sounds and frequencies we hear and there are others that we don't, but they can still be transmitted. And for me, when I'm in that place of composing or decomposing or in a place of what I call divine collaboration, I'm opening myself up to, to be assisted in the process to bring through frequencies that I don't have a knowledge of but need to be shared. And so I'm opening, opening myself up as all of us have to bringing in these harmonics and frequencies whichever way we all teach and whichever way we learn so that it can, together we can then bring them into the consciousness because each one of us not just who are facilitating, but each one of us listening on that day have a contribution from a harmonic and frequency point of view. It's together all of our harmonics, all of our frequencies coming together in oneness to bring in that essence of the one. And so if, if every person who listens has a contribution that creates a harmonic shift in whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm contributing.
1: And I think that that's just going to be so powerful because I just, I always remember tones and sounds and music and that seems to always just bring a closure to an experience that I've had so that I can stay with that memory and, and we're going into a place of no time so that that memory is always just a piece of us. It, it awakens us to us. Rika, as people move through that and they take everything that's going to be given in, in such sacred service on that day, Can you name some perhaps powerful steps that an individual can take after those days so that they really anchor into that adventure in oneness that they are then experiencing and then actually continue to broaden that, to grow that? Because as we move forward through the month, there are other dates that are quite significant energetically as well.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Well. For me, this is a time of awakening our inner knowing. We've been living with belief systems, putting those belief systems on top of what we knew and what we know. Except what if what you know is far greater than any belief system could ever depict? And those belief systems are actually covering up that inner knowing. And when you allow yourself to awaken what you do know and who you really are, you might find that those fixed belief systems begin to fall away. So after the 2012 event, the process of letting go of any information that you might feel is going to come up. Because as we bring all of our energies together, the stuck vibrations that might be in your system, you might find that they unlock, unravel, and all of a sudden you have a lot of space. And there might be a few little bits of information of density that come up in the days after. So what I would say is for anything that's coming up in your cognitive mind, what do you know behind that belief system? Who are you really? And would you allow that beautiful infinite energy that you are to come through you, to dissolve those old beliefs, and to continue walking you step-by-step into the self-realization of who you really are, what you really know, and who you were really designed to be? And would you be willing to be an inquisitor? Ask questions about everything that feels stuck, whatever that might be in your system. You may want to ask, is this really true? Is this really my only choice? Or is it a new moment? And can I fully embrace this moment, have what is true for me, know what I know, and allow my energy to flow freely once again? And for each of you, you are your own conscious experiment. So when you say yes, it means yes. When you allow yourself to have it vibrationally, it is so.
1: Well, and that sounds like in the past we have been so much stuck in the story and what you're talking about now is really being the journey as we move forward and we, we think of stories i think so many of us have anchored into the fact that we've been in the masculine for so long and now is the time of the divine feminine and of the heart maureen is it is it about the divine feminine and the heart or is it about finally bringing those pieces of ourselves into the sacredness of our being to unite with the other that has been so dominant because we don't want to create another division we're wanting to create a completion can you speak to that desire to bring through the divine feminine and the heart and what we do with the masculine that's been sitting there
2: well that that was a great question that is a great question simran because it, it it's often that there are there are events that and and even labels for new things i remember when uh, people were talking about the indigo children and I was sitting in a gathering and I said to the person who was speaking the loudest about it, I said, do you realize that you're, you're creating another separation here? And this, this time now, it's, it's certainly bringing forth the softness of who we are, the love essence that we consider to be Softer than the masculine, warring, more powerful energies that we have felt on uh, the patriarchal energies that we have felt upon this planet for a very, 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 very long time. However, with that being said, we are all, and it's it's about bringing it ourselves into one unified whole. No longer believing ourselves to be separated. We have been pitting ourselves against ourselves for eons and eons of time, and that's why we have slipped through the cracks, if you will. And this is a time where when I see, you know, the rebirthing of the Divine Feminine and all that's being said about it and all of that coming true, I I feel it as a softness coming through. I feel it more as many of us women have been men in so many lifetimes. It's time for us to lay down our swords and be softer. It's time for the men to open their hearts and be more vulnerable. It's time to marry and unite the very masculine and the very feminine that we are talking about, because the oneness begins within us. It doesn't begin out there. And my prayer is that we don't continue a pattern of looking out there, of intellectualizing Okay, you know a lot of people when they hear something, when the mind, the third dimensional mind, hears something, it thinks it's gotten something, and then it believes it's done something, and it's it's a trick of the mind, and it's it's been a a myism of the third dimensional conditioning and patterning, and this time, this time, it's truly from the is has got to be understood now from the inside out. We must create that masculine and feminine marriage within. The heart of our own heart, to bridge every gap of separation within the temple of our own being, to bless every particle of life as one inside our very own being. And this time is such, it, it, this 12-12-12 is preparing us to go even further, even further, and to flow even more holistically, if you will, to flow ever more divinely, if you will, with this new earth and in its realms of cause, and this earth's new beginning that is going to be so united in its form, that is meant to have the new laws, be laws of simplicity, of love, of Coming together as one from the inside out, because as 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 an author as author Gary Renard once said, you know, uh, in the disappearance of the universe, if we all quit thinking, the universe would go away. Mm -hmm. So we have to go back to the feeling nature of the inside of who we are, meet ourselves where we are at, unify the many me's that we have we have been through through probably three hundred lifetimes or more apiece, and on this day of 12-12-12, to be impulsed with a vibration to unify ourselves, to be in alignment, resonance, and rapport with our god selves, with our I-am presence, leaving no part of ourselves separated from the other part, no longer saying, well, a part of me wants this and a part of me needs that, no longer dividing and separating and then attempting to conquer our very own beings and turning ourselves against ourselves. This is a day where we marry ourselves. This is the day where we marry all of the parts of ourselves and cock up all of the holes and, and, the, and the cracks that have created the separation. This is a day where we become one unified God in form and walk as the expression of God in unified form in the infinite possibility of being one undivided human being as a part of the collective species.
1: will you be a part of it next week? What have you? What will you ask for? What will you allow? What will you step into? What will you create? And what will you collectively be a part of? I invite you to join this gathering. You can go to worldpuja.org and get registered, and you can see all of the websites of the people that have spoken here tonight that are a part of that amazing event. Again, that's worldpuja.org. We are multisensory humans that are awakening to a greater capacity of our brains, our hearts, and our personal power. You are comprised of all that good stuff. Just have it. Do what it takes right now and for the next 45 days and beyond. All it requires is forgiveness, self-love, gratitude, stillness, vision, positive living, and connection. You now have the chance to rework your soul templates, and they will be affected to the degree you anchor yourself into yourself, your inner self, your God self, and reestablish the way of being that you be. There are some special openings, especially at this time, in the energy where we can rework that soul template and set in new ways of being. Karma is more about templates in place that allow things to play out in a certain way based on soul and generational parameters that were put in place before you came. It was the story you chose to have. Right now, you can rewrite the stories. You can have new outcomes if you choose to and you can empower that and strengthen that and increase the intensity of that if you come together with us on 121212. 12, 12. Go to worldpuja.org. I'd like to thank my guests for being on the show and I'd love for you to connect with them. Uh, my wonderful guest and the host and creator of the 121212 event is Maureen Moss. You can connect with her at maureenmoss.com. Neil Donald Walsh, author of the Conversation with God series and 28 amazing titles. You can connect with him at CWGportal.com. That's CWGportal.com. Barry Goldstein. You can connect with him at BarryGoldsteinMusic.com and you can also listen to his music on iTunes. Rika Zimmerman is at AdventuresInOneness.com. Is that correct, Rika?
4: Yeah, that's correct.
1: AdventuresInOneness.com. And you can reach out and connect to her work there as well. Most importantly, connect to worldpuja.org for this 121212 again event. It will be an unbelievably amazing event for you to experience. Your soul, your spirit, your life, your oneness, your piece of the puzzle that God is, will finally be. And I look forward to having you there with the rest of us. Until next time, I'm Simran Singh. Be well.
0: Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.